Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. I'm Tara, and I'm here with Elizabeth and Maria. And today we are talking about life-enhancing value bombs from a therapist. Maria. That's me. Bomb us. (laughs) So yes, these, I have nuggets of wisdom that I can share with you guys today. Not only that I believe have been helpful as a therapist, and I believe they're true because I am a therapist, but also in my personal life. And these are just pieces of info that can maybe bring some direction on moving forward, right, towards your emotional wellness. So we'll see what you guys think. So I have five. Okay. We'll do five on this episode and maybe another five next time. Yes, I love it. All right. I can't wait to hear them. So number one, this is something good to know and it made so much sense to me when I heard it the first time. Not every argument is worth your energy. I feel like that's so true, especially on the internet. Yeah, oh, right. My. That's yeah, good, a whole different good point. <laughs> so you can actually lose an argument on purpose and say, yes, you might be right and leave it like that. Oh, actually, I do that all the time. You do? <laughs> yes, I do. With too. my husband, when I just am like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. Not like it's usually when it's um, like a disagreement about like a topic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're never going to agree. So, okay, you're right. <laughs> Yes, I also do that. Yeah. Life t- secret marriage tips from Elizabeth and Tara. <laughs> because, I mean, sometimes it's just, I mean, sometimes it's really worth it to have a, a yeah. fight or an, or, a, or an argument at that point. And is it really going to change your life? Is it really going to prove how smart you are? Because in my case, it's like I want to win, right? Like if I know I'm right, I want to make sure the other person says you are right, Maria. Yeah. But it's <laughs> this not. This is a lose-lose. It's not worthwhile all the time. Yeah. And we spend so much energy on it. For what? It's not good for your emotional well-being. Maybe for your ego, but two different things. Yeah. Such mm-hmm. a good point. Yep. Okay. I. But what about the people who just always want to be right? Well, that's, yeah, it's a problem. Because are you always right, though? I mean, things are not necessarily true or false 100%. Yeah. What is Every, there's like a phrase that's something like um, stupid people will drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience? Oh, right? I've not heard that, but it's it like something it, like I may not have the word. Kind exactly of like when you right, wrestle with a pig that you both get dirty and the pig yes, wins or something totally. like that. Is that. I'm sure I butchered that saying, but <laughs> Ooh, nice word in there. Butchering the pig, Elizabeth. Because <laughs> if you want to be right all the time, are you really right all the time? And even if you're right, is it worth for the other person to recognize that you're right? Or can you be okay with just knowing? Could you put that, that on a loop that I'm just going to share with my husband every night? 
At least I'm his husband. You don't he have likes, to be right all the time. He likes to be right all the time. <laughs> we'll just send him this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that that's just some information to chew on, right? Choose where you spend your energy. Okay. Nugget of wisdom number two. Other people's needs are important, very important, but so are yours. <laughs> why am I why is this a good piece of information to know in your life? Because sometimes we put ourselves back in the line. Like we want to satisfy everybody else's needs, like kids, partners, um, people at work, but then we forget about our own needs, and that's when burnout comes. I literally shared a video on Instagram yesterday that was a mom pouring like a pitcher of water into the glass that, and she had a label on it that said, oh, filling my own cup. And then next to it was an empty glass that said, filling everyone else's cup. And when she went to pour the water into hers, it just trickled down the side of the pitcher and landed oh, in everybody else's it, cup. Yes. And it's like yes. so common for women and mothers, I feel like, to just, you know, we put everybody else first. Yeah, and I then where do we end up? I think that this is one that sounds so simple and obvious, and yet so many of us are doing the exact opposite. Yep. Because sometimes people think, well, it's selfish. Like, I, I, I shouldn't think about myself only. And I'm like, I'm not asking you to think about yourself and just yourself. I'm asking you to think about yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, think about others, but don't forget about your own needs. Self-care isn't selfish. Right, at all. is is preservation mm-hmm. of your emotional and mental wellness as well. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we're going to do things for other people, and many times we're going to do things for ourselves. It can be giving and giving and giving all the time because then we are emotionally and mentally exhausted mm-hmm. from providing all the time, right? And lonely, too, because then when you your needs are not met, that's not a good feeling. And most of those needs, FYI, another piece of information within the other piece of information, nobody can meet your needs as well as you can. Because we also sometimes expect for other people to meet our emotional needs. And unfortunately, that's not possible 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So we need to learn how to meet those needs so we can have the life that we deserve and we want. Right? Absolutely. All right, number three. I heard this somewhere. It might have been social media and it really resonated with me. Um, Don't go back to situations or anything you had to pray your way out or wished at some point to get out of. Interesting. Mm. Can you give an example? Like if you were in a situation that you were wishing to get out of, Mm -hmm. don't go back to it. For example, I have a friend who left a job because she was not happy at the job, very unhappy with the job. She gave her notice, started a new job, did that for about six months. Um, I'm not sure what happened during those six months, but maybe things didn't go as she thought they were gonna go. Mm -hmm. And then she went back to her previous job and now a month into it, she wants to leave it again. Mm. So what made you think that mm. that situation that was, wasn't was comfortable for you and not good for you at that time is going to be good now? 
So are we making a decision out of fear, out of thinking that we're going back to our comfort zone? Mm -hmm. But we knew very well it wasn't a good situation for us. Um, Another example could be those relationships that are not healthy, that are, you know, there's a lot of mistreatment or abuse or whatever it is. And then we leave it for a while and we think, oh, things might change. And then we go back to something we knew Mm -hmm. It wasn't good Mm -hmm. for us at that time. It also makes me think of dieting. Like, so often diet culture is kind of like an abusive relationship, right? And, like, it didn't work, and it made you feel like crap, and it had all these negative Mm -hmm. um, kind of side effects, and yet people go back over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. And so it applies there, too, your value bone. Yeah, I have friends that take medications to um, lose weight or um, lose some fat, and then they have told me how they had damaged their health. Like mm-hmm. their yeah. heart rate gets elevated, they start sweating, they feel not themselves. Mm-hmm. So then they stop them for a while and they're like, oh my goodness, they make me feel so bad. It was not a right decision, not the right decision. But then a few months later, they start in that back, cycle yeah. mm-hmm. of, you know, I want to look a certain diet way. diet culture gaslighted them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. And then they go the back pressure. to something that they knew. So... Again, just food for thought, right? Pay attention if you're going back to situations that at some point in the past you wish you would get out of and then you did and then you're going back. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, pay attention to that. Super valuable. Number four, you are not obligated to have a relationship with family members that are not good for your mental health. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Tara. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. What's coming up for you, Tara? (laughs) My father-in-law just went home last night, and um, it was a little bit of a chaotic week, Mm -hmm. for sure. And I'm not saying you have to break or relationship. Sometimes you do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is necessary for your mental health that you stop contact with somebody from your family, even if they're family. Because we don't have to accept mistreatment or abuse or that's neg- so hard from somebody who's your family super hard but what is your priority is it yeah. your peace of you know your your is it protecting your peace and your emotional wellness or is that relationship because with friends yeah they're not family and maybe we feel a little more comfortable doing it but i'm sorry you could do it with family members too and again if it's not Breaking up the relationship is putting some very clear boundaries Mm -hmm. of what you are willing to accept and what you're not. So you're my father-in-law or you're my sister-in-law or you're my mom or dad and I love you to death. But when you come visit, it can be more than a week Mm -hmm. because our background history has shown that after a week we start fighting, we start saying things to each other that we don't want to say and that you know, strains the relationship and damages the relationship. So you can put boundaries. Like, I'm not going to that birthday party where this other person is going to be because it's, you know, it's not good for me. And so many people struggle with boundaries. Mm-hmm. And we could, we, we, it would be a great idea to do a whole yeah, episode on should. boundaries. Agreed. Because, yes, they are hard to establish. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, once you do it, 
is like surfing the waves. Your life can get so much easier. Mm -hmm. And really, you surround yourself with people that have true interest in your Mm well-being. Because those who want to disrespect your boundaries are the ones that actually mostly benefit from you not having any. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. So you really want to do that not only in your relationship with with a job like hey if you hire me i will be able to do all these things but not this and then be very clear and consistent because many times we know how to put boundaries but then we don't respect them ourselves this yeah. is like raising children <laughs> right yeah well and it comes up boundaries come up so often in so many different ways in the work that i do with people but the one that just jumped out at me is like flashing in my mind when you mentioned work so Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how often I'm working with people who realize that they are not taking care of themselves Mm -hmm. because all of their energy all of their time all of their attention is going to work or um, often it's work and it's such a tricky one right because that's your livelihood and your financial stability and like it's yeah. obviously important, and yet it can't come at the expense of your health and well-being, or else it doesn't, what, not long-term anyway. I very much struggle with this with my job because I have so many people that need my help, so I'll, like, skip lunch or eat a hard-boiled egg, like, in the 30 seconds between clients. You know, I'll get home at the end of the day and be like, oh, my God, I've had to poop for, like, six hours. And Marcus is like, what? (laughs) You couldn't have time to go to the bathroom at work? And I'm like, literally, no. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, I totally know that it's ridiculous. I see that, and I feel, like, powerless to stop it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But, yeah, when we sign up for a job, we're not giving our lives away completely. Like, these people are paying for your these many hours and for specific job tasks and skills, not for my whole time, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. then that will be a different definition, not a job. That will be something else. Yeah, and what you're describing is more like a sense of responsibility and care and concern for your clients, probably yes. more even, but then like the requirements of your job per se. But it goes back to what you said in the beginning, which is like you can't give, give, give to everybody Mm -hmm. else and leave nothing left for yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I need these nuggets more than anybody listening, probably. (laughs) And not only that, because once we're burned out, like I see it in my career too, like I want to see as many patients as possible a day because then they're waiting in the emergency room and they have to wait several more hours until the next clinician comes in. But I can only do what I can do Mm -hmm. because it's not fair either for me to do it already when I'm really tired, wishing I, you know, it goes fast so I can go home or, you know, just drain from a whole day, mm-hmm. you know, listening to all these situations. So Right. Then you're not really helping anyone. No. Right? Right. So it's a win-win. So we have, unfortunately, as, as much as a good heart that we have of helping others and being available, we have to put limits. It's mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. And number five, which I think might be related to what we, drew, we were just talking about, is you, all of us, were born worthy. Mm-hmm. Love that. We have put our worth dependent on so many things. Mm-hmm. Going back to the job, it's like, okay, if I don't perform, you know, uh, to this level, then 
they're not going to see my worth or they're not going to see my value that I bring to the job. Yeah, so common. Right? Or if I don't make this much money, then I'm not worthy. Or if I am not taking care of my kids 24-7 and being available, then I'm not, you know, I'm not a good mother and I'm not a good woman. I'm, I'm not a good wife. I'm, mm-hmm. Nothing put that's, you know, that, that um, word there of a good human being mm-hmm. based on what you do or you do not do. Yeah, or how your body looks. Or how your body looks mm-hmm. or what kind of emotions you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sad most of the time, so then that means I'm not good of a person or, you know, whatever that is, right? But yes, the looks, um, the social status, that. but the truth is that you are worthy just as the human being that you are. You were born with, with worth. It's not depending on all these things that society has sent the message that we have to put it on. Mm-hmm. And the more you understand that worth that you have, then you will align that with how people treat you. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to treat me bad, even if I just, you know, did a really bad job on my work presentation, because that's, you know, I'm worth it no matter what, even Mm -hmm. if I mess up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm worth it even if I think my body should look a certain way or, you know, it's, it's already worthy. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the biggest one and related so much to self-esteem. Yeah. So why do you think that so many people struggle with that concept? I think sometimes one of the many variables could be that we were brainwashed in a way and mm-hmm. grew up with messages that, for example, this is another piece of of information. When you raise your kids, be careful what you tell them their worth is related to. Mm-hmm. Like your grades. Oh, you're such a great kid because you have good grades. Mm-hmm. What happens the day that they come with an F? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not a great kid anymore. I yeah. suck. Right? You're such a great kid because you're so good at sports. No, they can be good at sports, but you're a great kid because you just Period. exist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're a great human being because you exist and God yeah. or whoever you want to believe in put you in this world for a reason and you're taking some good space in it and a lot of people benefit from your existence whether you're good at a sport or you have good grades or not. Mm-hmm. It can be on one bucket. It can be on one container that you are worthy because you're very successful at your job or because you're a good wife or because you have good grades or because you're, it's so easy for you to make friends or because you're so happy all the time. Because I do see, if we're talking about the example of parents, some parents say, my, my daughter is perfect because she's like, no, your daughter is not perfect like nobody she else doesn't need is to be, perfect right? Yeah. Right. and she doesn't need to be this perfect this is not the goal and yeah. you give her the message if that's the message the day that she messes up which we all hope she does because that's what helps us growth and it's going to happen no matter what because we all mess up many many times in life what's going to be her self-talk yeah Oh, my goodness, all my value and my worth is gone because I messed up. I'm not perfect anymore. No, you're not perfect. We don't need you to be perfect. Being imperfect is valuable and worthy. And you're worthy whether you cry, you smile, you succeed, you fail. You are a worthy human being. 
and see yourself as such and let people treat you as such and the rest will come. That's that's the piece of nugget. I love that. I feel like this is the episode that people can listen to whenever they need that reminder. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yes. just your last two minutes of talking, we should all hear that on a low day. Yeah, if anybody tells you, oh, Maria, you that was not that, you know, you made that mistake with a patient. Yes, I did. I'm so sorry. Um, you're such a bad therapist. No, I'm not. I made a mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. has nothing to do with my ability to being a good or a bad, you know, like, yeah. don't let people bring you down because you made a mistake or people, oh, she's, you know, she's terrible. No, I'm not. Yeah. I did something that wasn't maybe that good. That doesn't make me a bad person. Behaviors don't even make you. It yeah. has nothing to do with your essence as human being. It reminds me also of attaching your happiness to some sort of outcome. Right. Yes. Right. Like right. it's I'll be happy when yes. I mm-hmm. you oh, know, that's get that the promotion. next episode. Oh. That's what the next five oh. pieces of wisdom, Alisa. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, about, there's girl. a good teaser. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just zip it. <laughs> so, yes. So those are the five nuggets of wisdom. Um, hope you find them helpful and again um, useful to find some support and clarity and things that could enhance your life and your emotional well-being when we start working on getting a better understanding of each of them and practicing them and if people want more of these value bombs from you where should they go How can they get more Maria in their lives They can visit my Instagram and keep um, themselves updated with any events coming up but um, coaching underscore therapist awesome and here come back for our next episode that's right come back to next episode but right after you leave a review and a rating for this episode we'll be super grateful amen see you next week